And we're back with Encounter with God here on Faith FM, speaking about forgiveness, Mon. But before we do, a clue for our quiz. Yes, rather controversial clue, I'm not going to lie. Clue number three of this Who Am I quiz. I slept with all my father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Yeah, that's a pretty twisted individual right there. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. If you know who that is, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And if you win, of course, we're going to send you the prize. Lyle, I just want to say, I'm like so excited about our question of the day coming up today. It was one that took with both of us by a little bit of a surprise, I think. It's like, what on earth? We're both like, wait, what? So, yeah, but this is how question of the day works. If someone asks a question and we're not sure, we'll do the research for you. So, yeah, this is... um. Why do Catholics jump over babies? <laughs> I'm really looking forward to hearing the answer to that one. Although I do know because I, I couldn't wait. I had to go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this morning, uh, the question of the day will be brought to you by Monica. No, no, no. Yes, what? No. No, 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 no. Nice for a change. I don't want to see my ugly mug on our YouTube channel. We'll put your Whatever, pretty face Trevor. up there. Whatever. And, I uh, didn't think it was real until I saw the picture. Like, Because I looked up and there's literally like p- pictures of people jumping over babies. Yeah, it almost makes you want to become a um, a Roman Catholic, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Maybe I'll, be, I'll convert. Just so <laughs> it just doesn't seem very OH&S. <laughs> anyway, we should probably remind people that we are taking the breakfast show to Africa. I think when my babies were that age, if I'd have been jumping over them backwards and forwards, they would have been laughing their heads off. With oh, yeah. Human yeah, mobile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to remind people that we are heading off to Africa, Lyle. Mm-hmm. And that we are fundraising to buy medical supplies. So uh, please be generous and help and us out with that. And one hundred percent of the money that we yes. raise will be going yep. to, fund, f- to medical supplies. It will not be going to yours or my airfares because that's already been paid for. Yes. Yep. So just letting you know. Yeah. It's not going for travel expenses. There's not a holiday in Africa. Mm-hmm. It's going one hundred percent. Will go directly to exactly. medical supplies. Exactly. And this isn't um, this isn't something that Faith of Ever is actually funded. So Lyle and I are doing personal mission mission trips. Um, and, uh, and we decided to have the radio with us. So please don't be like, why would Faith FM need our money? Uh, we do. It's, uh, yep. it's not for Faith FM. It is for uh, the clinics that we'll be working at. So kenyahealth.org, that's kenyahealth.org, is a website where you can go if you would like to donate online. There's a little donate tab at the top of the page. If you prefer just to give us a call and, and uh, we can do it with you over the phone, then our number, of course, is 1-800-324-843. It's 1-800-FAITH-FM. So we'll be gone for the entire months of February and March. We'll be in Kenya, South Africa, and Ethiopia, and, uh, and we'll be doing uh, clinics and campaigns and all kinds of things, and you'll be along with us for the ride. So, yeah, very exciting stuff coming up. It's so soon. It's like only a month and a half away now-ish. And uh, I'll be sitting on a plane heading over to Kenya. So, yeah. But we, we would love it if you could help us out with getting the medical supplies together, especially coming up to Christmas. You know, people are doing – do you do Christmas giving? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. Of course. Um, you know, because you, you, I think there's a little bit of guilt that people get like, okay, I'm going to buy this for that person and this for that person and that for that person. And it's like, I should really make a little budget for – Giving to some, you know, giving to charity or giving to the needy. So Christmas often causes us to think about those um, who are less fortunate than ourselves. And of course, uh, we'll be we'll be doing um, free medical services for uh, impoverished Kenyans in Kenya. So very dire situation there with the medical situation. You know, their hospitals are like prisons. Like once you go in for treatment, you can't come out until you've paid, and people often get locked up in there. So yeah, much too expensive for them to afford. So that's why we're heading over. 
and doing free surgeries and all kinds of things. So, yes. Very good. All right. And don't forget, of course, if you are struggling with your signal uh, wherever you might be or if you travel somewhere listening to Faith FM and you drive outside of the uh, range of the transmitter, the best way to listen to Faith FM is via using the TuneIn app on your mobile phone. Um, download the TuneIn app, get the free version of it, and listen to it there. Listen to it all over the world, all over Australia. Have a perfect signal wherever you go. We'll be able to listen to it while we're in Africa, won't we? We will. Yep. Absolutely. Except we'll be on it. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apart from that problem. <laughs> Apart from that problem. Although Mon was... Anyway, we won't go yeah. there. <laughs> Mon was listening to Faith FM this morning. <laughs> when I was listening. The breakfast show this morning, mind you. I'm sorry. Oh, dear. All right, where are we up to? We are talking about forgiveness today. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Darn it. What? Do you know, I play you, this... You, darn it. I say Romans chapter 5 and you go like, darn it. So, I play this so, game so, where like before we start our Bible study, I try and guess which book you're going to go to first and I open to that book and I was wrong. I was, which, in, first, I was in First Corinthians. <laughs> so close, but no cigar. <laughs> what, sometimes what, I'm like bang on. Sometimes I even on the exact page, the same, the right chapter, I have never, the right I verse. I've never heard of this. This. this That's because I play it with before. myself. I play it with myself. I will uh, be very keen to see how it goes over uh, <laughs> uh, the next little while. Uh, I'm wondering why your brain told you First Corinthians this morning. Because that's where we were yesterday. But that was yesterday. And uh, but we're still talking about unity, aren't we? Yes. Because you said that you said we're going to talk about disunity all this week. Well, this is a solution to disunity. Okay, here we see. This is why I got it wrong, Lyle. <laughs> there you go. All right, where, where are we? We are, we are in Roman chapter 5. Uh, why don't you read for us verse 8, please? Verse 8. No, nah, forget verse 8. Forget <laughs> verse 8. No, we're not going to verse 8. Keep it us guessing, are you, Lyle? Just in time. Just in time. He was just about to start reading it. And I I'm, really was. I really okay. was. Let's go to verse 6 instead of verse 8. Okay, verse 6. Here we go. When we were utterly hopeless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. And let's consider what we are reading. And, of course, if you're part of the 20 Million Movement, you get to read an extra verse today because we added verse 6. The Bible says in verse 6 that when we were without something, Christ died for us. What were we lacking in verse 6? Is it hope? Help? Yeah. Mine says strength. Okay, mine says that we were utterly helpless. Utterly helpless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Paul begins by saying, hey, you know, when, when Jesus died for us, we were utterly and totally helpless. Yeah. But then he goes on from there and he raises the bar. And so it's, it's, it's like, yeah, okay, we can, we can, we can swallow that. I, you know, I can admit that I was uh, utterly helpless when Jesus died for me. That's not so hard to, to admit. Mm-hmm. But then Paul raises the bar a little bit in verse 8. you want to read for us verse 8, please? But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Okay, so in the, in verse 6 he says, he died for us when we were helpless. Now he says, okay, you weren't just only helpless, Mon, you were actually a sinner. Mm. We don't like to be told that we're sinners. No, we don't. Uh, but he sort of paves the way. He's like, yeah, it gets us to accept the fact that we're helpless. Then he comes through and he's like, no, you're a sinner. Mm. Now read verse 10. 
For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies. Ooh. Ooh, stop there. Stop, stop there. Stop there. So he says, first of all, he says we were helpless. Then he says we were sinners. And then now he says, Mon. We're enemies of God. You are God's enemy. That's pretty heavy. That's super heavy. And so he sort of builds up to that, doesn't he? Uh-huh. So, so, so why, does, why does Paul say that you are an enemy of God, Mon? Is it, well, because sin is what separates us from God, right? Yeah, that's right. And you so can't be you can't be somebody who is a sinner. And of course, we're not enemies of God once we come to God. Mm-hmm. But we've all been enemies of God because we've all been in an unconverted position. That's right. And, and if you're not if you're not for God, then you're against God. There is no yeah. That's right. There's no there's no no halfway limbo yeah. kind of in between stage where it's like yeah, I'm a little bit this way. And you a can't bit, be no. ambiguous about it. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Okay, so the Bible is very, very clear here in relationship to our relationship to God. Um, what does this then teach us about the nature of forgiveness? That Jesus would die for us when we were helpless, when we were sinners, and when we were His enemies. It just makes me. It just made me thought this forgiveness that that Jesus treats us with, that God treats us with, just how how. <laughs> How weak our forgiveness in in comparison is. Like for me to try and forgive the way that God forgives is just impossible. Unless I yeah. get That's God's it. forgiveness. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. just looking at this right now and just seeing, you know, God forgave you while you were His enemy. Just it's a little bit mind blowing. Okay, so is it important then for us to forgive forgive our enemies? Oh, absolutely. Does that mean that we forget? Do we forgive and forget? And we hear about you know forgive and forget. Is that what is is that what the I Bible? I just don't know that it's like I guess in in my little German mind, I'm like just not sure how logically possible that is. How can you just purposely forget your own memories? It can be hard. Yeah. Okay. First of all, it's not logically possible, mm-hmm. and second, it's not a good idea. Yeah. This, this is not a smart thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you forgive and forget, then you are going to be wronged again. That's right. But forgiveness is important. How important to your health do you think our forgiveness oh. might be? You know, let, let's think about that for a moment. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. How do you think it would relate as far as health-wise in relationship to some of the big lifestyle issues that we have? Well, this is a thing, right? Like, you know, we used to think, oh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. And that's a sort of like a a nod to like, you know, mental issues and that, you know, they can never hurt me. But the reality is every day science is advancing and science is telling us just how much forgiveness is good for your health and bearing grudges is so detrimental for your health. Physical, mental, spiritual, like the whole, the whole, the whole holistic picture well, is marred it. greatly if you bear grudges. Let, let's compare it to something like, say, smoking. Uh-huh. Which one's going to kill you quicker, lack of forgiveness or smoking? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Research has shown that lack of forgiveness will kill you. you know, smoking really? will cut, cut 15 years off your life mm-hmm. um, and lack of forgiveness will cut off more. It's incredible. That's huge. And this is one of the reasons why the Bible has so much to say about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and about positive attitude, like, you know, Mary Hart doeth good like a medicine. How, how, do you, how do you know when you've forgiven someone? How do you truly know that you've forgiven someone? It's a good question. Is it when like, you're angry at them anymore? Or? Here's, here's, here's an observation that somebody made, and I think it's a really good observation. It's, um, it's when you, you know you've forgiven, you really know you've forgiven one, someone, uh, when he or she has harmless 
passage through your mind. Ooh, that's a good one, Lyle. It is, isn't it? It's very that's profound. Really, yeah, that's, that's, that's deep, y'all. So that's not forgetting, but it's remembering things in a different way. Yes. So there's some things that forgiveness isn't. Forgiveness wow. is not condoning bad behavior. I want to write that down. Harmless passage through my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and of course, the other famous quote that goes along with that is a lack of forgiveness is allowing somebody else to live rent-free in your mind. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, and while ever you refuse to forgive somebody, uh, you know, and people are like, oh, you know, I don't even think about that person anymore. I've got no time for them, you know, blah, 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 blah. But they haven't forgiven them and that person is still living. About them, that yeah. person is still living rent-free in their mind. Yeah. And they are still experiencing harm every time that person passes through their mind and they still get that little jolt of acid every time it happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So forgiveness is not condoning bad behavior. It is not minimizing, justifying, or excusing the injury or the wrong. None of those things. Okay. It is not denying the other person's responsibility or absolving a criminal of his or her crime. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, we, we forgive a person from their prison cell, in their prison cell. You know, somebody does the wrong thing, yes, we send them to jail and we forgive them. Mm-hmm. We don't like, oh, I've forgiven you. You're not going to jail now. That is not how forgiveness works. Um, it's not waiving the right to justice, um, you know, the, the the sowing and the reaping principle. Yeah. Um, it is not, forgiveness is not inflicting vengeance or seeking revenge, you know, the eye for an eye principle. Yeah, if you're seeking revenge, you definitely haven't forgiven. <laughs> and forgiveness is not, and this is a really important one, it's not choosing to stay in an abusive relationship or environment. Yeah, that's a good. That's, a, that's we not We really need to highlight that one. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was I was speaking to somebody uh, just a, a couple of days ago who yeah spent some time in one of those kind of relationships, and uh, it was quite frightening to hear the stories that they told, and the level of abuse that it got to before they actually were able to break that relationship up and get an AVO. And, you know, get their life back together again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what forgiveness is. I think there's a lot of misconceptions that come underneath the Christian guys. You know, we have the whole Christian service and people say that can it, can sort of abuse at the other direction and sort of turn into doormats and expect other people yeah. to be doormats. And then, no, that's not yeah, forgiveness. Yeah, it's not, yeah. There's a total misconception. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what it is. Uh, according to the online dictionary, it's the process of giving up your right to retaliate toward an offender and ceasing to feel resentment. Against that offender. Mm, wow. Okay, so that's uh, give us a little bit of a uh, um, a uh, yeah a bit of background on forgiveness. Of course, it's not an occasional act; it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's permanent. Yeah, and we often have uh, on Faith FM we have a an advertisement that goes out for the Figure to Live program, and we definitely recommend that you um you you know respond to that and uh, take yes. up that offer. It's a really great offer. It, it plays like a few da- a few times throughout the day. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a really great offer. Definitely something that you need to look into. Um, do you know? And I would recommend people do it irrespective of whether or not they think they've forgiven everyone. Like sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah we yeah. surprise ourselves. Absolutely. We're like, yeah, we're I'm a forgiving person. I've forgiven everybody. And we're just deceiving ourselves. Mm-hmm, that's right. You want to check it. Yep. All right, let's go to Luke chapter 23. Luke 23. And Mon, I wonder whether you could read for us verse 31 to 34. Luke 23, verses 31 to 34. 23, 31. For if these things are done when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? 
two others, both criminals, were let out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the Skull, they nailed him to the the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Okay, so here you've got a situation where Jesus is brutally being murdered. Um, in one of the most horrific and slow and painful ways possible. The, the soldiers there, they just get him and nail him straight to the cross, and then they sit down and have a game of dice uh, to see who the winner is to find out who gets his clothes. So disrespectful. Uh, this was this was how things sort of happened in those days. If you were condemned as the worst of the worst of the worst possible criminal, you would be treated rather badly, and Jesus is being treated rather badly. And what is Jesus actually saying at this particular time? Well, he's forgiving them, and he's asking for forgiveness for them. What does that teach us about the nature of forgiveness? I think it might be really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Think you might struggle there? Do you think those soldiers had ever experienced that kind of forgiveness before? No, no. Do you think those soldiers had experienced a lot of PTSD? Oh, for sure. Do you think that forgiveness is a great antidote for PTSD? Absolutely. You know, when you think about uh, PTSD today and you compare it with PTSD in the era of Rome, you know, the first century PTSD, you know, these are soldiers who when they go to war, you know, they're not firing a bullet from a distance or, you know, you know 50, 100 maybe a 1,000 metres, something like that, and somebody topples over with a very small wound with a little bit of blood coming out. When you went to war in those days, you would stand in a line, you would be face-to-face with your enemy uh, at, the, you know, at arm's length, and you would literally be hacking your enemy into pieces. Oh, gross. Wow. That's what it was. Now, you imagine what that does to the human psyche. Yeah. You know, that's, that's horrific. Um, I, I, I guess the difference between then and now, of course, is that you know your battle would normally take place on one day, mm-hmm. and you know then it would be all over for another month or so, uh, whatever it might be. You don't have that constant fear of there might be a bullet coming around the corner because you'd be able to see your enemy. But when you did actually engage your enemy, it was just the most brutal kind of combat imaginable, and you've got these soldiers; they are hardened by it. Um, no doubt they suffer a tremendous amount of PTSD. They nail Jesus up to the cross. They have heard it all before, screaming, you know, cursing, every terrible thing that they can think that, you know, that, that the person who is being executed can think of. And yet here is Jesus. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You know, one of the greatest examples of forgiveness I think that we'll find anywhere in the Bible, it would be very, very hard to forgive somebody in those kinds of circumstances. And yet we find that this was an example that was followed by the apostles, where Stephen, when he's being stoned to death, he says the same thing. Mm. And he asks for forgiveness. So forgiveness is a very, a very powerful thing. Um, and it has nothing to do with absolving a criminal of his crime. It has everything to do with relieving oneself of the burden of being a victim. Which is which is really great advice for anyone who's dabbling with a victim mentality, really. Absolutely. Um, it's letting go of the pain and transforming oneself from victim to survivor. So you have to ask yourself this question. If you have had great wrongs done to you, what are you? Are you a victim or are you a survivor? 
It really de- comes down to how you reacted. That's right, and whether, and, whether, and whether you've been able to experience forgiveness. And if you're really struggling with this forgiveness thing, then uh, you know, go and, and, and find some help. Find mm. a counsellor that can help you work through the whole yeah, process the of forgiveness. Forgive to live program. Do the Forgive to Live program. Um, contact us here, 1-800-324-843, and we will try and connect you with one of those programs if there's one happening in your local area. Um, or go and see, go and see a, a, a spiritual counsellor who can take you through the whole process of forgiveness. All right, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter five and verse twenty. So we were talking about Corinthians yesterday and how this church was completely messed up, and here we're going to find in Second Corinthians how they actually find the solution to it. But before we read that, this is Sovereign Grace.
Well, welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening to Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. And I am about to give you another clue for our Who Am I Bible quiz. I'm not going to lie. This is a heavy one. A hard one. <laughs> I say heavy one because I'm making a pun. The next clue, it's our one, two, three, fourth clue. And this is crazy. This is crazy. Listen to this, right? Who am I? My hair grew so heavy I had to cut it. It weighed 200 shekels by the royal standard. And for those of you who are wondering, 200 shekels, 200 shekels, uh, I think that's about like three kilos. Is 200 shekels like three kilos, Lyle, you reckon? I reckon it might be about, I mean, it's an old Bible standard. It's what's called the royal standard, royal standard. Yeah, some, is that something like that. I don't remember exactly yeah, what. Yeah, So this, this person, his hair grew so heavy, he had to cut it. Because it weighed about three kilos. Okay, so you've got long hair. I've got super long hair. It's down to like the small of my back. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had it longer than that? Will it go longer than that? I, d- I don't know. No, I think I usually chop it by this time. Okay. I've been wanting to chop it for like a month or two now, but I still haven't gotten around to it. You want me to chop it? Uh, sure. Okay. Yep. Pass the scissors. No, 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 no. But uh, I, I think, I, I mean, three kilos. Do you reckon I have three kilos of hair? Nope. No. Not even close. No, not even close. Not even close. I this would guy be surprised was, um, if it was even 500 grams, to be honest. This guy had a seriously magnificent head of hair. Uh, maybe it's a bit like Shannon, Shannon the Bible worker, with his lion mane. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Shannon's one of the local Bible workers here in the Good area. Shout out to Shannon this morning. Yeah, there morning, Shaz. He's got huge hair. Maybe so. Yeah, give us a call if you would like to win the prize. The prize this morning is a wonderful book called Falling in Love with Jesus by Herb Larson Jr. A really beautiful book. Um, uh, it's all about falling in love with Jesus, just like the title suggests. Yep. <laughs> Give absolutely. us a call if you'd like to win that. Really, really good material. I've heard this Can't guy really, speak on a number of yeah. occasions and just excellent material right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He's a great speaker. So, yeah. Give us a call if you know the answer to the quiz and would like to win that copy um, of that book. We. Okay. So, where are we? Uh, we were in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Yes. You're about to make me read something. So I'm I just, was. I'm just pinning my hair back up because I had to leave it, leave it down to sort of see if I could compare to our... Um, Bible character there. Yeah, okay. I think he's got the edge on you. I think he might. <laughs> I wish my hair was bigger, like like boofier. Like it's very long, but I wish I had like a lot more volume and body and magnificence. I wish I had an afro essentially is what I'm trying to say. Well, just, um, you know, just get that shampoo that says like extra body shampoo. It doesn't know? work. It's such a farce. <laughs> it's such a farce. Think about it. If you think about it logically, how can any sort of like chemical goo – Make your hair somehow magically voluminous. You know how you know you know what is actually the case. It's just the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Don't put any shampoo in it, and you'll get more body <laughs> every time. It works. Believe me, I know how this works. <laughs> okay, okay. Second um, Corinthians chapter five, verse what now? Twenty and twenty-one. Twenty and twenty-one. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ and we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Okay, so notice in verse 21 it says that God made Jesus to be what? Uh, God made Jesus to be... God made Jesus to be... You know, the Father, obviously speaking about the Father. yeah. Oh, he made um, he made an offering. He made him to be an offering. Yeah, he made him to be an offering. Yeah, that yeah. Um, in my translation, it says he made him to be sin for us. To be sin. Okay. So you know, all of our sin was placed on Jesus Christ, who was the innocent person who had never done anything wrong, 
and he is the one who died for us. I mean, that's just um, the most remarkable thing that you can ever think of. Mm. That you know something like that could even be remotely possible, but you know this is how God, how far God would go to uh, achieve forgiveness for us. All right, one more verse I'm going to give to you this morning, Mon. That is Ephesians chapter four and verse twenty-six. Ephesians four and verse twenty-six. Ephesians four. Rather a rather 26. short verse, this one, but uh, significant nonetheless. Ephesians 4 and 26 says, and don't let sin, I'm sorry, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Okay, so your translation makes that verse a bit longer. Mine simply says, be angry and sin not. Ooh, so you're allowed to be angry, but you're not allowed to sin. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Okay, yep. Absolutely. Because I have heard people say, um, some extremists that um, being angry is the sin. It can be. Why? It, it can be. It can be a sin if you're angry about the wrong thing. Really? Yeah. If you're angry about somebody um, preaching about Jesus Christ. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So being angry can be sin, but being angry about sin, there's that's a good thing. We should be angry about that's sin. That's true. That's true, yeah. Uh, but we shouldn't let it eat our eat us up. And no. the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And so before the end of every day, if there are people in your life who you need to forgive, forgive them. Uh, regardless of whether they deserve it. Forgiveness is not based on, on somebody deserving it. You know, all of the verses that we've read through the Bible so far about forgiveness and about sin, none of the people who were forgiven deserved it. Did the Roman soldiers deserve to be forgiven? No, they just simply nailed Jesus up to the cross. They had, you know, they didn't deserve to be forgiven. Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. That's not just the Roman soldiers that he's talking about right there. You know, that's everybody else. He's, he's, he's pleading for their forgiveness uh, because it was it was you and I who nailed Jesus to the cross. It was our sins that nailed him to the cross. He was made sin for us. Now, there was a, a story some time ago um, that I watched a, a video of a man who was a serial killer, um, and he killed a lot of young women and finally got caught. Uh, the families of the young ladies gathered in, in the court, and you can imagine they were filled with hatred towards this particular mm. individual. And they get to do their victim impact statement thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and some of them told him that they hoped he'd burn in hell forever. Um um, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. These yeah, are the yeah. kind of things that you know people. This is their one opportunity to confront the guy, and they're going to make it count, so to speak. Um, the whole way through, the perpetrator's face was just expressionless. And then the father of a young woman that was killed looked him straight in the eyes and said, "I don't hate you. I forgive you. I'm a Christian. Christ forgave me." So I forgive you. Now, of course, this person is going to jail for the rest of his life. He will never see the light of day again. Yeah. You know, he's not doing away with the consequences. This is not a father who's saying, I've forgiven him, so you need to let him off. He's saying, I don't hate you. I forgive you. I'm a Christian. Christ forgave me, so I forgive you. Um, and at that particular point, the perpetrator broke down and just wept. Mm. Um, and so that was, that was actually the most powerful revenge that was had that day because everybody's like, oh, I hate you so much and burn in hell forever. And Which is what just, he's expecting. He just, yeah, and he's just sitting there like, yeah, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. next. And then this guy comes along and uh, it just destroyed him. Yeah. Um, I think it's also important to note that um, we can't really earn forgiveness. 
No. Yeah, and people, I think people, a lot of people drive themselves crazy trying to earn, you know, God's forgiveness or other people's forgiveness. Or and that's demanding the, that somebody else earn their forgiveness. Yeah, It's like if you right. want to be forgiven, you've got to get out there and earn it. But that's the humbling aspect of forgiveness is to, when you accept forgiveness, knowing that you don't deserve it and you accept it still. Like that's the that's such a humbling aspect of forgiveness when you're the, when you're the perpetrator. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, you know, you've got um, where Jesus talks about, you know, the parable of the unforgiving servant um, in Matthew chapter 18, you know, and he talks about you know, forgiveness from the heart, you know, and he talks about, you know, if we don't forgive from our heart, our heavenly father, you know, uh, won't forgive us. And so he says, you know, so my heavenly father will also, uh, also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. And so forgiveness is not just something that we say. Forgiveness is something that we actually have to genuinely experience, not just words. It's an attitude. It's a change of mindset um, towards what somebody has done. And it is God who works in us to do his goodwill. Let's never forget that and let's allow it to happen today. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died He for me who caused His pain, for me who Him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that Thou, my God, shouldst die for me?
Jesus and all in Him is mine. But love in Him, my living hair, and clothed in righteousness divine. Would I approach the eternal throne and claim the crown through Christ my own? Would I approach the eternal fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts at 10 a.m. every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this that calls the Lord a bliss? To bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. 
When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown, Christ laid aside His crown for my soul, for my soul. Christ laid aside His crown for my soul. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing and joyful be. And through eternity, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And through eternity, I'll sing on. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh this is, what wondrous love is this, oh my soul, what wondrous love is this, that calls the Lord is this, to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my curse, to bear the dreadful curse for my soul. Welcome back, guys. That was Blue Highway with Wondrous Love here on Faith Love FM. That song. And Mon, guess what? Somebody has snapped up the clues. Yes. It's, it's, you know, we make it a hard quiz and they still answer it. Good on Absolutely. them. Absolutely. In fact, I think we should make them all hard ones. We get more answers for hard ones. So Ermius Benyam from uh, Elizabeth Park in South Australia has come through with the correct answer being Absalom. Absalom. Yeah. Now, Mon, what's Absalom. this? Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, that terrible. was terrible. That was just that was even worse. That was worse than what I do. And I'm not even a dad. Okay, so Mon, uh, what's this about baby jumping? Okay, so I think it's why, a tie- why, why did you put a question up about baby jumping? Look, look, I think someone must have googled because yesterday we did what is uh, what is the meaning of Corpus Christi? Yes, and uh, I think this is a tie-in from that. So the question is coming: Why do Catholics? jump babies and at first I was like they don't jump babies and then I googled it turns out they do <laughs> we have never seen this in Australia have we I, I mean I think OH&S would have a meltdown <laughs> but uh, no I've never seen it done before I think the babies would enjoy it yeah I, I tend to think it's they like, would oh there's people jumping around all over the place this is so much fun and just to clarify as of yet there's been no injuries from this baby jumping stuff so it's not the babies that are jumping it's people jumping over babies that's right that's right and it's been going on since like the 16th century or something 1620 it started mm-hmm Yes. Okay, so uh, this is a festival that takes place in a small region in Spain. Now, let me just try and get this this one correct. (laughs) Castrillo de... Mercia in the province of Burgos. <laughs> yeah, I butchered that. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> uh, been taking place since 1620. The origins of it are a little obscure. Uh, yet it seems that it has something to do with... Okay, so what they do is they uh, they take all the babies who are born in the last 12 months. Mm. There is a week-long festival that is involved. They take all of these babies and they put them in the street and they line them up on, on uh, mattresses so they're all nice and comfortable, wrap them up in their little blankets so they're all happy. And then they have these guys that come and jump over them. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to have something to do with um, cleansing from original sin. This is not an official thing by the Roman Catholic Church. We need to stress this. This is, this is a completely unofficial. It only happens in this one uh, region of the world. 
And in fact, the Pope has come out and said, you know, priests, we don't want priests participating in it. You know, if, if I guess if people do it as a cultural thing because it's been there forever. Yeah. Then- Apparently it comes from like a mixed pagan Christian origin. So, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And the men, the men are dressed up. I've got a picture of it here. We're going to put it on our video. But you see that the, the men, they're supposed to be representing the devil. And they yeah, get they're dressed dre- up as the devil. So yeah, the devil jumps over the baby costumes. and he carries a whip and he carries a castanet. And uh, somehow this and he whips the, the people and yells insults at them, not the babies, just the people that are spectating. <laughs> and uh, and so, then, Mon, you've been to some Spanish festivals. I have. I've been to La Tomatina, the biggest food fight in the world. <laughs> if I'd have known this baby jumping thing was going on, I might have stopped by for that, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I would. Yeah, but maybe stood back from the front row a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, apparently, because they come out, they're supposed to represent the devil. They run around causing strife, and then at some point, they send out like the good, the good guys, the antidote, these other guys who are dressed in black, and then the guys who are dressed in black chase the devils out of the town and as they're running out of the town they jump over the babies and as they jump over them they're supposed to be absorbing their original sin as they go so why are the good guys wearing black that's what i was wondering right it's kind of why does the devil get to with his like cool like yellow orangey goldeny red thing outfit? there's great symbolism there oh there is yeah because the devil likes to make himself look cool all the time that's he true he always tries that's to true. sell himself as being the one who's bright and fun and cool and uh, and, and and likes to sell the fact that uh, you know Christians are boring and, and I can see where they're coming from here. Okay, but but real question now, Lyle, does this actually like is this something that we need to be doing? Do our babies no. need to be jumped over? Not even the Catholic Church says that we should we, we need to do this. So this is actually like it's to know it's a culture. It's a cultural festival thing that has been in existence for donkey's years, and people I, I think it. Uh, so how would you do with the baby's original sin then? <laughs> original sin. Maybe we should put original sin <laughs> into the question of the day. We, we've already okay, so original, we have done original sin. Original but go on. Give us like a one-minute version. The doctrine of original sin teaches that you are born guilty for what Adam did. Mm-hmm. You don't find that verse in the Bible. No. It's not there. No. Um, the Bible says that we are guilty for what we did and that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but that we are not guilty. We are well, Nobody's guilty for what Adam did, except for Adam, of course. He's guilty for what he did. So, yeah. Original sin is something that was invented by St. Augustine, and it created all kinds of problems to try and deal with it. And this is where you get the uh, the succession of intercession that you know begins uh, with the individual, then goes to the priest, and then goes, you know, Works its way up the ladder to to saints and then to angels and then to Jesus and Mary who are now placed on the same platform as each other before finally reaching at God. There's no such thing as coming boldly to the throne of grace. The Bible says you don't need to go through another person. You don't need to go through anyone other than Jesus Christ to find forgiveness. And this is the really important message that we need to be getting out um, in relationship to this whole process here. This might be a fun festival that they have in some part in Spain, but is teaching a false doctrine. And, and there's so the many festivals of people doing crazy things to try and earn forgiveness. And it's just, it's all in the same bag. It's all like nonsense because yeah. forgiveness only comes from Jesus. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lyle, for answering our question of the day. If you have a question, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. You can ask any question you like, even about jumping over babies.
You were listening to the Peasel Sisters with Jump here on Faith FM this morning. We're about to give a book away yes, for free. And this the, one's a really nice hardcover yeah, version. How very, did we ever afford that? Actually, it was donated. On our gift budget. It was donated. So thank you to people who occasionally come in and drop off um, prizes that we can give away. Uh, it, this is a wonderful book. It's called A God Named Desire. Um, what if you're the object okay, of Okay, so this is a secondhand love. book, but it is in perfect condition. Yes, yes. It's by Ty Gibson. This book is really great because, you know, I was just thinking we'll be talking today a lot about forgiveness. Um, you know, and the basis of forgiveness is love. And, uh, and <laughs> humbling ourselves and accepting this great love is, is such a, can be a real difficult task for a lot of people. And so this book really can help with that. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. A God Named Desire. What if you're the object of an unstoppable love by Ty Gibson? Give us a call now. We only have the one copy. Uh, if you're the first person to call through, we'll send it to you free of charge. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And don't forget, if you would like to know more about the Bible, you know what to do. Give us a call. We can set you up with uh, the opportunity to do Bible studies. You can do the uh, Prophetic Code course, which is my course, which is that's actually the uh, subject I'm going to be presenting in Ethiopia next year. Oh, really? Yeah, Prophetic Code. There'll be a number of us doing the Prophetic Code over there, so that's um, so exciting. exciting, something to look forward to. If you would like to come to Ethiopia and hear Lyle preach, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll get you in on the group fair. Yes, yes. Um, so that's happening, and of course then um, if you'd like to be part of a small group or study with a Bible worker or a Bible teacher, then we can arrange that as well, or any number of other different courses that you would like to do. We have like 17 or 18 different courses that are available, just give us a call and we can make that happen for you right here on Faith FM.
Você 